Welcome to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, an informative and engaging hour discussing everything you need to know about the world of real estate in Adelaide and around the country. Your host, Ron Fiedler, will provide you with insight and guidance from real estate experts on how to buy, sell, finance and invest in real estate and much more. Now sit back and relax with your host for Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate, Ron Fiedler. It's Saturday and that's Real Estate Day. Welcome to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno. I'm your host, Ron Fiedler, and with me in the studio filming us on Facebook Live is our co-producer, Karen Fiedler. If you would like to contact us during the show, you can on WhatsApp. The number is 0412. 433-411. So let's get into it. On today's show in real estate news, we find out why Australia's medium unit rental price posts biggest plunge in 16 years and why Australians are feeling so good about the property market. We'll report on last week's auction results. In the Italian property report, Idea Lister reports on how much money do people spend when buying a house in Italy. And you could win a house in Italy. We will tell you how you could win a villa with a swimming pool in the Tuscan countryside. Our guest this week is Hedley Harding from Yes Finance, who will speak to us about low-doc loans, and we'll be reporting on the suburb of Stir in our open home and upcoming auctions. We'll bring you the properties that have sold, the properties that are for sale and rent, and what will be open this weekend. And Karen will bring you her open home of the week. Well, let's not hang around. It's time to bring you Adelaide's only independent local real estate show, Talking Real Estate. All information provided on Talking Real Estate has been obtained from sources we believe to be accurate and correct at time of broadcasting. However, we cannot guarantee the information accuracy and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Interested parties should make their own inquiries and obtain their own legal advice. In real estate news this week, Nine News senior producer Stuart Marsh is reporting Australia's medium unit rental price posts biggest plunge in 16 years. Rental prices for units are plunging across the country as COVID-19 forces landlords and investors to walk back price hikes on recently hit tenants. New data in Domain's third quarter rental report found that as a nation medium, the asking price of weekly rent for units has suffered the steepest annual fall in 16 years. Even more shocking is the impact to Australia's most expensive market in Sydney, where the average rental price for a unit has dropped to a six-year low of $495 per week. The hardest hit was Melbourne, which under the strain of COVID-19 restrictions saw medium unit rental prices drop by 4.8% over the last 12 months to $400 per week. The national medium price for renting a unit now stands at $447 a week. Fragment conditions in the rental market remain evident in the September quarter with weaker unit rents compared to houses, Domain's senior research analyst Dr Nicola Powell said. 
This is particularly so in the inner city area which are more susceptible to changes in overseas immigration and international students, tourism and job losses associated with COVID-19. Dr Powell said for those wishing to snag a bargain in Sydney, now is the perfect time for tenants to apply for properties that were once reserved for short-term holiday rentals or Airbnb. Tenants in the inner city will have the benefit from greater falls in asking rents and be better placed to negotiate than those outer suburbs, Dr Power said. Changes in demand have been more pronounced in inner areas because they have a greater exposure to international students as well as lockdown job losses. They are also more likely to have properties that have been converted from holiday leases to private rentals. Tenants have a unique opportunity during this rental shift, whether by nabbing a lower price or being able to afford a home with more amenities. Looking around the nation and despite the price plunge, Sydney remains the most expensive place to rent a unit at $495 a week, followed by Canberra at $480 a week and then a tied for third with Hobart and Melbourne, both $400 a week. Adelaide is the cheapest city to rent a unit at $340 a week, while Brisbane's $395 a week and Perth's $340 a week and Darwin $390 a week occupy the middle ground. The space to watch, Dr Power said, is how the extended lockdowns will hurt the medium unit price in Victoria and specifically Melbourne. The pandemic has hit a once-in-a-lifetime impact on the rental market, reducing demand at a time supply has bounced, Dr Power said. In a matter of months, Melbourne has become a tenant's market, with the number of vacant rental properties more than doubling since March, though this is magnified in inner city areas which are more susceptible to changes in overseas immigration and international students, tourism and job losses associated with COVID-19. In outer areas of Melbourne, rents have remained stable or even grown, with house and unit rents growing over the quarter in the southern East and Mornington Peninsula. Yahoo Finance's Australia's Jessica Young is reporting why Aussies are feeling so good about the property market. Australians all across the country are feeling clear optimism about the housing market new data from Westpac has revealed. According to the latest Westpac Melbourne Institute Index of Consumer Sediment, the percentage of Aussies who felt it was time to buy a dwelling rose by 10.6% to a level not seen since September 2019. Confidence in the housing market has boomed, Westpac Chief Economist Bill Evans said. New South Wales residents revealed a significant surge in optimism, with the index revealing an outstanding rise of 11.3% for the state, while Victoria rose by 7% and Queensland rose by 4.4%. But Aussies from Western Australia and South Australia are the most optimistic about the property market, the two states that have traditionally lagged the eastern states in the housing market, but which are now dealing most successfully with the virus are standouts with respect to confidence around housing. WA is up 29% and South Australia has lifted by 10%. Property experts also flag Perth as a rising star with the housing market described as one of the busiest markets in Australia. 
For Logic, figures reveal sellers in the city are becoming listing happy, with Perth posting 286 new listings in the four weeks to the 20th of September, a sign of increasing confidence. National house prices are also expected to rise strongly, Westpac's index reveals. The national index is now only 17% below its pre-pandemic level and back around the level seen in July last year, says Evans. This is clear optimism in smaller states, where housing has underperformed the major eastern states for several years, although the apparent resistance of the Victorian market is impressive. The reality is housing prices will vary significantly depending on where you're looking. CoreLogic's latest figures shows that every single capital city except Sydney and Melbourne recorded increases in house values over the month of September. Melbourne prices fell by 0.9%, but Sydney prices fell by only 0.3%. On the other side of the spectrum, Darwin house prices rose by 1.6% in September and Adelaide grew by 0.8%. Meanwhile, regional areas are emerging as strong property performers, with combined regional markets growing at 0.4%. Anecdotally, we are also observing a transition of demand away from the cities towards the major regional centres, particularly those that are adjacent to the larger capitals, where residents can commute back to the cities if required, says CoreLogic's Head of Research, Tim Lawless. Remote working arrangements are no doubt a factor in supporting demand in these markets, but lifestyle opportunities and a desire for low-density housing options are also playing a part. In August, hotspotting.com.au Managing Director Terry Ryder flagged regional areas of Queensland, Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia are delivering price growth in defiance of the pandemic. And that is what's being reported in Real Estate News for this week. And now on Radio Italia Uno, Talking Real Estate, the weekly snapshot. The week that was in real estate from Adelaide and around the country. This week, CoreLogic is reporting for the 10th of October 2020 that the combined capital city preliminary auction clearance rate increased across a higher volume of auctions. There were 1,090 homes taken to auction over the week, up from 648 over the previous week, although significantly lower than this time last year. Of the 822 results collected so far, 71.5% were successful, up from last week's preliminary figure of 69.3%, which later revised down to 64.4% at final collection. Across the smaller markets, Canberra recorded the highest preliminary clearance rate of 79.5% across 78 auctions, followed by Adelaide. Now let's have a look at our hometown of South Australia. In South Australia, our clearance rate was 70.7% with a total of 69 auctions, with 68 being reported. Adelaide had six properties sold prior to auction, 36 properties sold at auction, five properties sold after auction, with 17 properties passed in and four withdrawn from auction. So we had 47 properties cleared by the auction process and 21 uncleared auctions. And there were 339 non-auction private treaty sales. 
The other states recorded clearance rates as follows. Brisbane had a clearance rate of 60.7%, Canberra 79.5%, Melbourne's clearance rate was 59.6%, Perth had a clearance rate of 57.1%, Sydney 73.1%, and Tasmania just had the one reported auction that sold at auction. In Adelaide, the top house that sold this week was a three-bed, one-bath, two-car property on 1,056 square metres of land at Jesse Road, Kensington Park that sold for $1,350,000. There were no unit sales this week. Now you're up to date with this week's Snapshot. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with the Italian Property Report. Now it's time on Radio Italia Uno to head over to Italy and find out about the Italian property market. This week in the Italian property news, Idealista is reporting on how much money do Italians spend when buying a house in Italy. If you're planning on investing in a property in Italy, then it is a good idea to find out how much Italians generally spend when buying a house in Italy's main cities. A recent analysis by the Tanokasa Research Office has focused on how much people spend when purchasing property in Italy in July 2020, a useful comparison to make sure that you don't end up paying too much when buying property in Italy. It is in the lowest price bracket where you can see the highest concentration of spending in Italy that is up to €119,000 or 26%. This is followed by 23.2% of people buying properties in the 120 to the 169,000 euro price range, while 22.1% of purchased properties between 170 and 249,000 euros. There is also an increase in the percentage of those wishing to spend more than 250,000 euros to buy a property in Italy. So how much do people spend in Italy's main cities? In both Rome and Milan, the majority of property searches concern properties worth between 250 and €349,000. 24.4% for Rome and 25.2% for Milan. In Milan, the percentage of those who want to spend more than €250,000 is 56.7%. In Florence and Bari, there is a higher concentration of buyers in the 170 to 249,000 euro price bracket at 35.4% and 29.2% respectively. In Bologna and Verona, the price bracket with the greatest impact is that between 120 and 169,000 euros, with 29.3% and 30.9% buying properties within this price, respectively. In the other major cities, including Genoa, Naples, Palermo, and Torino, the disposable income for buying property remains concentrated in the spending range of less than 120,000 euros. Italia 1 87 6 Now, I've got a treat for you. How would you like to win a house in Italy? Well, Idealista is reporting on offer is a villa with swimming pool in the Tuscan countryside. So let's find out how you could be the winner. 
Whether you want to move to Italy and spend the holidays there or to rent out a holiday home to tourists, this house may be exactly what you're looking for. And not only because it is a beautiful villa with its own swimming pool and garden in the wonderful Tuscan countryside, but also because you can win this property. The competition works with paid entries, meaning that with an, in an initial investment of just under 30 euros or about 50 Australian dollars, this property could be yours. The unique competition with a maximum number of 20,000 participants can be entered directly online if you want to be in it to win this property. The property in question is a country house with four bedrooms and three bathrooms with large green spaces and a swimming pool. The perfect countryside escape and also a great option for those wanting to have more outdoor space of the COVID-19 lockdown. It is also equipped with all the necessary comforts having been recently renovated. The villa is surrounded by nature in the heart of Gafanana region north of Luca. This region is a vast area of valleys and mountains in the northern part of Tuscany, making it the ideal place to disconnect. The property is in a quiet location with several charming villages close by, some within walking distance as well as national parks and many other hidden gems to discover. The lucky winner will be selected on the 1st of February 2021 and in addition to winning the villa, the winner won't even have to pay the travel expenses to come and sign the contract. The prize in addition to the house also includes legal fees, local taxes, two flights from anywhere in Europe, two overnight stays and two days car rental. And it's not too late to enter. To register and participate in the draw, you can do so until the 29th of January 2021. If you don't happen to win, you can still check out all the selection of properties for sale in Tuscany on Idealista. So do you want to enter this competition? Just go to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, and we are going to have a link on how you can enter to win this fantastic home. Italia 1, 87.6. It's time on Talking Real Estate for the Idealista Property of the Week, an elegant Art Nouveau mansion overlooking Lake Maggiore. Located on the south side of the Alps, Italy's Lake Maggiore is home to some of the country's most spectacular views and also some architectural gems, such as this elegant Art Nouveau mansion which overlooks the lake. Located just a stone's throw away from the shores of the lake and the town centre, this property has a sought-after location with all the necessary services and more close to hand. Dating back to 1910, this spacious 550 square metre property has undergone careful restoration, which has kept its original fres fresco floors, internal and external mouldings intact. The 3,350 square metre plot that surrounds the property adds to its elegance with lush greenery and a beautiful swimming pool providing the perfect place to relax and soak up the Italian sun. Arranged over three floors plus an attic, the property has more than enough room to host all the family. The ground floor is home to a bright living room with fireplace and original decorative columns. A spacious kitchen, a games room, a dining area and other functional rooms with the potential to be used for events, additional living areas or as a study. 
the sleeping area can be accessed via a rather impressive marble staircase. The property is lucky enough to have three large master suites, all of which have their own terrace and ensuite bathrooms. The attic is home to two additional bedrooms, while the property also has an annex, which is fully equipped for additional guests. It can be divided into two apartments, each consisting of a living room, kitchen, two bedrooms and a bathroom. And if all of this wasn't enough, then the property is completed with an apartment for the caretaker and a spacious garage ticking all the boxes as the ideal historic villa in Italy. This beautiful mansion and spectacular views can be yours now for sale on Idea Lister for two million four hundred and fifty thousand euros or four million and fifty four thousand three hundred and fifty eight Australian dollars. What a property on the side of a mountain so close to the lake. It reminds me of the chateaus you see on TV. And there are so many choices, but I think I would keep this as my holiday home. If you want to have a look at this property for yourself, then go over to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, and we will have all the photos and details for you to see this property for yourself. And don't forget to find out more about how you can win a home in Italy. We'll have all the details on our page as well. And that is what's happening in property news coming out of Italy for this week. We'll be back after the break with our weekly guest, Hedley Harding from Yes Finance, to find out more about low-doc loans. Each week on Talking Real Estate, we get the best advice, tips and stories from real estate professionals from right here in Adelaide and around the country. So let's get the inside information and introduce this week's guest. Home loan repayments paused, um, reductions in interest rates and special aid packages from the federal government. But what can you do if you're a sole trader or have a small business? How can you refinance or get a loan to buy an investment property? Um, a lot of our listeners are small business owners and may not know about low doc or no doc loans. You may be able to use the equity in your property to buy or invest in real estate. Today, our special guest is Hedley Harding from Yes Finance, and he's going to talk to us today about low doc and no doc loans. Hedley, thank you for joining us today on Talking Real Estate. It's a pleasure to be here, Ron. Thank you for inviting me on the show. No worries. It's good to have someone who um, uh, can talk to our uh, listeners about um, what's happening in the finance sector regarding property. Um, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Okay. Well, yes, finance started out in Norwood back in 19, sorry, in 2006, and uh, then we began growing the business and we finally became a company. And uh, since leaving Norwood, we've... Uh, set up a home office now because we find that modern technology is so good that we don't need to have an office. Oh, yes, so of course. what we do now, we actually meet people face-to-face, uh, -face, wherever they wish to choose to meet. Um, but generally speaking, we've been running the business in 2007. Mm -hmm. um, the whole gambit of loans spread right across from uh, home loans, car loans, commercial loans, mm -hmm. business loans, uh, cash flow loans. Uh, we cover every conceivable loan, including yep. personal loans. So okay. we have a great uh, product range to offer people. And you do uh, um, a lot in real estate as well? Yes, we do. We cover 
mainly people who are self-employed. Okay. We find that uh, they're the people that don't really know where to turn mm. in some cases, particularly if their uh, cash flow was a bit tight. Yes. So they come to us and we try and assist them to, to, to give them advice on which is the best product for them. Some people have got equity in property, mm-hmm. and so we talk to them about how we can leverage that equity Yes. Uh, to get them cash out. I think that's the thing at the moment. A lot of businesses out there are, are struggling because of the COVID-19. And uh, I think they need to speak to an expert like yourself that, that can sit down and, and, and actually get to know them and their business and then can um, advise them, not financially advise them, but because uh, we can't give out financial advice, see so your um, uh, financial planner for that, but to give them on what products out there that they may be able to use. That's right. Uh, it's very important to know that we don't give financial advice advice, what we do is we speak to the client and just see what they really want to do and what their um, their goals are and, and mm-hmm. how their business is actually flowing that they need a bit of cash. They need assistance somewhere. Most cases, they go to a bank yes. and the bank, in our language, tears them apart um, and they, they don't have maybe the last two years' financials. Their, um, uh, their business may have dropped a little bit. Yep particularly today with COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, we're finding that people in business are really, really struggling. And that struggle makes them very wary about where they can go. Yes. They don't know where to go. And so they come to me and we basically sit down face-to-face in a nice, relaxed atmosphere yeah. and we talk to them about what their goals are, Yes. how much money do they need, how much equity have they got in property. Mm-hmm. And so we can help them with that. Um, and that's pretty much how we try to get the, uh, the expression across, yeah. how can we help you? So, Heather, if I'm uh, a small business owner, sole trader, um, what options do I have out there if I'm looking at uh, something in property? Well, if you want to raise cash and use the equity in the property, uh, what we can do is look to see how much equity you've got in the property. Mm-hmm. If it's a, uh, a certain amount, if we can go to what's called... Uh, up to a 70, 75% loan-to-valuation ratio, which is often uh, abbreviated LVR. LVR, yep. Uh, and so what we can do, we can say to a person, OK, how much is your property worth? Yeah. For example, we did recently a property uh, for a business client of ours in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we can do loans all over Australia. OK. I, I find a lot of my clients come from interstate. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So getting back to the example, we had a, a client who, who is a company director and he was uh, struggling a little bit. Yes. Um, in his case, he actually had um, a second mortgage already on his property with someone else. Oh, okay. And he wanted to find out how he could refinance that second mortgage. Uh, so what we did, we looked to see that there was still some equity in the property. Yes. And we were basically able to refinance not only the second mortgage, but also mm. the first mortgage. Right, right. Uh, because there was so much equity in the property. Yeah. Uh, he was another client who didn't have his financials in place. You're right, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, he hadn't done his financials for over eight years, oh. uh, yeah. which we thought was um, not unusual these yeah. days because it does happen. Yes. Um, so we were able to get this gentleman a very large loan for about $1.1 million. Right, um, yeah, yeah. And out of that, he was able to take a cash out of $65,000. Okay. And that $65,000 helped him invest in another business. Yes. And uh, 
So he's a really happy client. So when you're talking financials, uh, he didn't have them in place. Um, are you talking more about he didn't do his tax returns? Or yes, generally yep. what it is, it's the last two years financials. Yep. They're also their tax returns. Yes. And uh, they have to make sure that they're also submitted tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if they're dealing with the ATO. Yes. If you go to the bank, yep. the bank will want to... They want everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your, your personal income tax return, yeah. your business income tax returns, the last two years' financials. Yeah. Um, that's what they will need before they'll even consider a loan. And particularly today, yeah. uh, the banks are tightening up their lending criteria, something chronic. Yes, uh, uh, yes. It's got to the point where I even have people say to me, I don't really want to go to a bank yeah. because I know what the answer is going to be. It'll yeah. be no. Do, do you find that being, being a mortgage broker... Um, you spend more time with the clients than the bank does. Do you look? Do you, do you look we at do. more more yep. of the client rather than just the end product like we the do. bank does? We spend a lot of time. In fact, uh, since I've been a mortgage broker, I'm running my own business in two thousand and seven. Yeah, I've actually got files going back to that date, and I've had the same clients mm-hmm. coming back to me since two thousand and seven. Wow, that's Mainly good. Mainly because we give them a good one on one overview of what their finances are. Yeah, and. It, they're a bit like old friends and they yeah. become very good friends in the long run. Yes. And they know that they can come to me. They're not embarrassed about the situation they're in. Yep. And so uh, we find we're getting a lot of repeat business. Oh, that's good. We're talking with um, Hedley Harding from Yes Financial. Hedley, um, now they've got the low doc and the no lock. Lo, sorry, I always get this confused. Low doc and no doc. Yeah. What are the main difference? Well, there's not a real lot of difference, really. Um, a low doc loan. Sometimes the the lender will want to see um, bank statements. Yes. For the last twelve months. Right. Uh, or they might want to see how they're travelling with their current loan as well. Yeah. Uh, with a no doc loan, what we find there is so that uh, your listeners know. Yeah. Uh, most of the cash business loans that we do. Yes. Uh, they're generally only o- over a period of twelve months. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. And but they can be rolled over. Right. Uh, but a, a no-doc loan is basically a short-term loan. Yes. Uh, and a low-doc loan, yep. it can be up to 25, 30 years. Okay. So uh, if I'm doing in real estate uh, p- for purchasing my own property or an investment, I look at the low-doc. You can look at a low-doc. Yep. Uh, for example, we're doing a refinance for a local uh, Adelaide businessman here. Yep. Uh, and he needs a little bit of cash out yep. from his uh, loan. Yes. Uh, so we're doing basically a 25-year loan. Right. Uh, just using an accountant declaration to sign off on the income. Okay. That's all we need. We don't yeah. need bank statements. Yeah. Just the just the client's accountant to sign off yeah. on a declaration to say that this is how much income that his client earns per annum. Well, that's so good. That's all we do. That's pretty good. We so use that. If, we're, if I was going to apply, I'd come and see you. What what do I need to do to apply for these loans? Well, basically, it's just a straight-out finance application, which is all your personal details, mm-hmm. date of birth, um, what your business details are, yep. and then there's an asset and liability statement to follow that right. so that we know what your asset position is, what your liability position is. Yep. Um, and then we take that application, and most of all our... Uh, application to submit it electronically to the lender. I see, yes. Uh, and then they come back to us and yep. we basically give them some supporting documentation as well, Yeah, which would just be a rate notice, their current uh, mortgage on the property with whoever that mortgage is with. Yes. Uh, that could even be with a, a bank or a second-tier yep. lender. Okay. Uh, 
So pretty much that's all we need. Yeah, and and do you need an ABN number to do this? Um, if you, yes, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, if you're actually doing cash, a cat, well, you need a cash loan yep. for your property. It's mm-hmm. best if you are an ABN holder. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to be. Uh, for example, if I go back a couple of steps, if you're a company director and you need cash out for your company, yes, um, you need to be a company. Yes. Right? Uh, but the house doesn't necessarily need to be in the company name. Right. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just so that it's clear for your listeners. Yeah. What we look for is that uh, it's a company entity. Yeah. Borrowing the money and yes. they're using an asset, whether it be a commercial asset mm-hmm. or a residential asset, as security against the loan. Got you. I understand. Um, and also uh, the application fees or valuation fees. Do you ha- how, how do they get paid? Uh, well. The application fees vary. It depends yep. on whether it's a low-doc loan yep. or whether it's a, um, uh, a short-term loan. Yes. Where it's only over a period of 12 months. Right, yeah. Uh, some lenders will actually um, uh, finance the fees in. Right. But they won't finance the valuation fees. Okay, so yes. Any any fees from the lender... Yep. including uh, our fees if we uh, if we have them. Yes. They have to be paid by the client. Yeah, yeah. But that's how it works. I see. So at the end of the day, um, I, you have a property, you've got a business. This may be a great um, uh, way of uh, getting cash now that you need, uh, whether it be to invest in another business or I- I- in property itself. Yeah, and the other uh, point I'd like to make too... Yeah. It's if you've got equity in another property mm-hmm. and you want to buy another residential property or another commercial property, yes, we can leverage the equity off that property. If we, if you want to do a bridging loan, for example, yep, yep. Uh, we can arrange that as well. Excellent. Uh, and we can even do no-doc bridging loans. Oh, well, that, that could come in handy, especially now with uh, uh, people that um, may be wanting to sell, sell their property and buy a, another one, downsizing, for example, yeah. um, in this time. Um, so, Hedley, how do people uh, contact you if they want to um, uh, talk to you about getting uh, one of these low-doc loans? Well, very simple, really, a mobile phone number, 0435 yep. And And you can be contacted also on uh, Hedley at yesfinance.net.au That's and you, you've got a website there? Uh, we have got a website but it's actually um, being remodified at the moment. Okay. Our IT people have um, uh, given me advice that we need yeah. to update it a little bit oh, yes. so we're doing that at the moment. Well that's fine because what we'll do is we'll uh, once that gets through we'll put a link onto our uh, website and our Facebook page. Um, we've been speaking with uh, Hedley Harding from Yes Financial. Uh, if you want to contact him again, you can contact him on 0435 011 410. He'll be more than happy to um, speak with you about the uh, low doc loans and how they may be helped in your business. Remember, uh, no one's judging you if you want to speak. It's a, a confidential private matter um, and they will be able to, uh, Hedley will be able to um, uh, give you a, vo- a voice in the sense of these products. Um, at this point of time, it's uh, very important that we um, realise that we have options out there. That's right. You've got to help your listeners. And uh, in this uh, hard time with the COVID-19, um, and even after the COVID-19, people are wanting to get back into business again. Yes. Uh, they need, maybe they want to expand a little bit. Uh, but I'm very happy to listen to uh, any of their uh, financial matters. Excellent. Hedley Harding from Yes Financial, thanks for joining us on Talking Real Estate. It's a pleasure, Ron.
We'll be back after a message from our sponsors with our suburb profile, our open homes and upcoming auctions, and Karen's Open Home of the Week. Now let's get our drone up in the air and discover one of Adelaide's suburbs with this week's suburb flyover. Welcome back to Talking Real Estate. Each week on Talking Real Estate, we have our suburb flyover where we look at a particular suburb of Adelaide. And we've come to a point now where we've covered a majority of the areas of Adelaide to give you ideas of the history and also some statistics about that suburb. And it's time for us now to change things a little by giving you more precise data um, regarding a suburb and for what's happening in that suburb, such as uh, what's for sale, um, what's been sold this year, the medium uh, housing prices, uh, and what you can inspect in that suburb today. So let's have a look at this suburb of Sturt. So we'll start with the demographics of Sturt. Uh, the total population is about 2,292 people. The average income is about $787 per week. Um, the average age of people who live in Sturt are about 20 to 39 years of age. 58% of people own their own home in Sturt compared to 42% renting. 41% of people are from families and 59% are single. Now with Sturt, there has been a report here that Sturt has a quite poor year for property investment returns compared to the rest of South Australia, giving investors a capital gain of about uh, minus 1.69% to date. Now, the average medium price in Sturt is $437,500. And if you're looking to rent a property out, you're looking at about $398 per week. The number of sales so far to date is about 24. Your gross rental yield is about 4.72%. And you're probably looking at about 80 to 100 days on market if you're going to sell a house. Now at the moment there are 16 properties for sale in Sturt with the uh, most expensive being at 1 Lindsay Street Sturt which is on the market for $585,000 to $610,000 and if you're looking for the cheapest um, property to buy in Sturt you're looking at land uh, at 9 Lincoln Avenue Sturt, which is on the market for three hundred and nine to $329,000. And if you're looking for a property in Sturt, the cheapest you're going to find is 365000 to $395,000. So that is what is happening in the market in Sturt at the moment. Let's find out what's happening on the weekend with this week's auctions and open homes. So let's have a look what's open for inspection today in Sturt and we'll start with Karen's Open Home of the Week. Let's find out what Karen picked as the Open Home of the Week. Yes, this week, Ron, the home I picked as my Open Home of the Week is the suburb of Sturt. This is a sought-after area located approximately 20 minutes from the Adelaide CBD and a 10-minute drive to the beach. 
There you will find one Lindsay Street Sturt, tucked away in the back streets not far from Sturt Road and Marion Shopping Centre. This low-set three-bedroom, two-bathroom home with two-car spaces is on a 411 square metres of land. A rare thing to find is our courtyard home on a generous block with a flexible floor plan. This property is currently configured as a three-bedroom, open-plan living area and has a fully-fledged home theatre with sound design and soundproof ceiling for sonic enhancement, but has the opportunity to create a fourth bedroom instead. The home has two bathrooms, one is an ensuite that also features a walk-in robe, and the family bathroom features a relaxing spa. You can drive into the double garage that access by roller door to the backyard and also internal access into the family meal room. The home features ducted air conditioning, an alarm system, bar with fridge, built-in speakers in the family room and a drip water system. You will be able to cook up a storm in the beautiful kitchen that features grain wood panels. There is a dishwasher, double sink, gas cooktop and a walk-in pantry. The dining and living area leads into the outside covered entertainment area that is accessed by two huge sliding doors that get drenched in the northern light. This is definitely a place you could enjoy a barbecue with family and friends or just appreciate quiet time. There is a small rear grass backyard that could accommodate an area for pets or even a trampoline for the children. The home is close to transport with the train directly into the city at Oakland's Crossing and buses at the Marion Interchange. Enjoy shopping at Westfield Marion that is almost at your doorstep and the SA Aquatic Leisure Centre and Medical Practice is near Westfield Marion. Just five minutes walk, you will arrive at the Sturt Oval and associated amenities while there are great beaches just a mere short drive away and you can sweep down the Southern Expressway to the world-class wineries of McLaren Vale. Schools are all very handy too with Marion and Darlington Primaries and Seaview High all on tap along with the huge Flinders Uni and Medical Hospital just five minutes up the road. This home is now for sale by Guy Barrett from Harris Real Estate with a price guide of 585000 to 610000 and has an open home for inspection today between 11.30am to 12pm. To find out more about my open home of the week, go to our Facebook page at Talking Real Estate. So, Karen, what else is open today in Sturt? Ron, there are three homes to inspect today in Sturt, including my open home of the week. So, first, open for the day is being marketed by McGain Real Estate and is located at 2-6 Parsons Street, Sturt. It's a three-bedroom, one-bathroom, one-car unit on 241 square metres of land. This unit features an entertainment area and low-maintenance garden. 
The price range of this property is 365000 to $395,000 and can be seen today as it's open for inspection from 10.30 to 11am. Now, the next home that's open for inspection is being marketed by Century 21. Now, this is at 900 Merrion Road, Sturt. Um, it is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, one-car house, and it is a brand-new house. Um, it has all the modern cons that you could want, and it is stylish throughout and contemporary, has high-end fixtures and fittings, and it is a spacious new home that will impress. Now, now this is got a price range of four hundred and ninety-five thousand to five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, and can be viewed today on site from eleven to eleven forty-five a.m. Well, that's another episode of Talking Real Estate for this week. But before we go, I'd like to let you know about some events coming up. Tonight, there is a Fight for Cancer Variety Gala. It's going to help a good man who is fighting cancer. It is an entertainer who's been in the industry for a long time. Come along for an amazing variety lineup of comedy, circus acts, acts and music. It's being held at the Czechoslovakian Club at 51 Coglin Street, Brompton. Now, this starts at 7.30pm tonight and every dollar raised will go to Jamie and his family. The Agra Adventurers Community Markets are back on at the radio station on Friday the 23rd of October and tickets are only $5 each. Now you can book through the Agra Adventures website or just get in touch with the radio station. And don't forget to book your tickets for the Voice of Italy fundraiser concert at Woodville Town Hall on the 13th of November. Tickets are not going to last long, so call the radio station here at Radio Italia Uno on A212 3177 or come into the studio at 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide to get your tickets. And there's also a How to Master Your Brain workshop being held here at Radio Italia Uno. Change negative thinking with Alessandro Gavello on November the 20th. This practical workshop is dedicated to anyone who wants to improve or learn how to think on purpose by changing the way you think you change the way you feel, therefore changing what you are capable of. You can buy tickets here at the radio station or to find out more information on any of the events, just go to our Facebook page, Talking Real Estate, and we'll have all the information there. Karen and I are going to some of these events and we hope to see you there. I would like to thank our co-producer Karen Fiedler for producing the show and filming us on Facebook Live. Stay tuned for 11 o'clock where we have Sports Agenda with Mark and Billy. And until next week, bye for now. You have been listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Thanks to our sponsors. To listen to our program again, go to our podcast on our Facebook page or at talkingrealestate.com.au.